thoughts on my card again. At the crib telling your girl that we should order in. And tell G to put his feet up on the ottoman. We just up against a bunch of rappers. I go hard. All right, welcome back in to Write the Radio, episode two. I'm Matt Marate. I'm here with Rob Whitney and Rob Manoff. Gentlemen, how are we doing this afternoon? Doing pretty good. What's up? Right, we're here as always, or as we're going to try to be doing, talking about what we're doing at Last Out Media, who's writing what, and talking to one of our writers once we get her on the phone. We'll introduce her when she comes aboard, but the big story today that I want to get your guys' take on, and you're wearing the appropriate shirt. We saw Ben Simmons today modeling the new black Sixers jerseys. (laughs) What do you all think? I like them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind the I didn't mind the jersey. Me personally, uh, the the graphic with Boathouse Row, every it was mm-hmm. all over the place. People were like, "Oh, why is that?" And some guy was on the radio earlier when I was driving in. He was like, "I've been here twenty five years, and you couldn't have told me that was Boathouse Row. Like that's how unimportant that thing is." But I, I'm from the city. I'm from the northwest part of the city, so like it was tradition. During the summer, you went to Kelly Drive. You mm-hmm. put out the grill. That's where you barbecued. That's where you cooked out. I've I've walked the drive all oh, the yeah. way past Boathouse Row up to the art museum. I've done it a million times. I knew exactly what it was. I've, I've always liked that area. So to me, it was like fine. I was like, all right, that spoke to me, me personally. I can't speak for everybody else. So people want to have it dumbed down to the point where it's something that is instantly recognizable, like the Liberty Bell or – Maybe even the art museum steps, and it'll just be like, oh, that's the right steps on the jersey or, or something like that. Me, I had no problem with Bohouse Row. I like black jerseys. I like black stuff in general. And then black and red and blue and, and all that kind of stuff is like kind of a, the theme of most of the things I wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've noticed they're not. So, yeah, I liked them. I didn't, I, I didn't mind. I, I was actually kind of taken aback by the backlash of. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the Boathouse Row area, especially like the East River Drive. My dad took me there when I was like, when I had my permit. And he's like, you know, he had me drive down there and he's like, okay, I think you're ready for your license now. Because yeah. I was going down there like 65, keeping up with traffic. He's like, yeah, you're ready. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of the backlash was because they thought they were getting throw one jerseys back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were hoodwinked. They felt bamboozled, led astray, <laughs> run amok. No, so he actually tweeted, <laughs> if you notice, he said, I told y'all new and wave. So yeah. he's saying, I told you it was a new one. Yeah. Wave? What, what does wave have new to wave. do with New the, wave. Oh. New wave. Like new era. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, what, waves in the school? Cool? I don't want that. No. <laughs> Dirty ass river coming over the shores. No. School kill river on the jersey. You don't go like school surf or bodyboard or something? Oh, God, no. I don't even want to dump a body there. <laughs> but I thought, I just, I, I saw something. Somebody like circled a little part of the jersey, and allegedly there's TTP yeah, on the jersey. It, it yeah. Trust the process. Going into things like this with the jerseys, and you get the social media stuff. You you run into it, and we run into it all the time as writers. Having things that are going to have these viral reactions, these mm-hmm. visceral responses. I think when you write something. Rob, you got the most recent visceral response. Yeah. Uh, I was going to have of, us of a go negative around. nature. Oh, on the site? Yeah. So, so <laughs> let's, let's start with Rob Manoff. What was your response? What was the article? What was the piece? So I, I actually wrote an article how I thought they could try to get Harden without trading Ben as well. Yes. Um, 
Now, I was told it was a good argument from somebody I actually think is smart. But <laughs> I got a lot of idiot. I got a lot of no way. And for the first time, I, I got called an R-word. Not, uh, not racist. Like, you guys can figure yeah. it out. Yeah, man, I know that R-word. I don't yeah. care for it much. So I didn't approve the comment, though. So I don't think anybody can see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you can see it on the side? Yeah, I can see it. Uh, yeah, if I log in through the you know, admin thing and you can see the comments. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. Like, it actually being on the side. No, oh, no, no, you yeah. see it. <laughs> no, I only saw it because you showed us the picture. You're like, well, guys, I made it. <laughs> I didn't know we can get comments on WordPress. Uh-huh. Which apparently... They Doc, have a WordPress, yes. Oh, yeah. Doc gets a bunch. Doc like, has full conversations on mm-hmm. it. But he also he also does more than me. Like he does all the tags. I don't do any of that. Yeah, but that's uh, that's one thing. Like comments and social media and Twitter, it can be weird and like oddly negative sometimes. Like I feel oh, yeah. like there's so much constant negativity around it. I almost feel like sometimes I have to be purposefully positive. Negative negativity to- on social media? <laughs> nah. It's just crazy and like on Philly Sports Twitter? No. <laughs> and you try you try not to be clickbaity. You mm-hmm. don't want to write things just because you're looking for a reaction. You want to be true to yourself. You don't want to I hate people that say things they don't mean because they know it's going to get a reaction. So like I know one of the things that I got a crazy visceral. I mean all types of name calling was and Matt will speak to some of this blasphemy <laughs> that he commented on too that I always thought Michael Jordan was overrated. I always thought his career in general was overrated. So I put, I made it, I wrote an article on my WordPress. Y'all want to go look at that? Where it was why I wasn't amped up or hyped or wasn't going to watch the uh, was the Last Dance was the um, documentary. It was three reasons why I was going to watch it because and my reasons were number one, I knew pretty much how it was going to go from you know intel and sources or whatever, and then. Knowing some of the things they weren't going to show, like they weren't going to put him in such, but uh, so much negative light, which I thought was going to be corny. And, and but the whole thing was the responses I got. Like this man is idolized. I get that, and and I believe what I believe, and I'm not, and I'll go to my grave believing it. But you're stupid. What does it matter with you? Nobody cares whether you're going to watch it or not. You're an idiot. The, the, the R word, all types of stuff. I'm like this dude is like. <laughs> <laughs> on high as far as sports is concerned and I get it I know why I get it but it's like dude I've never gotten so many comments or angry emojis or any of that when I chose to try to you know they tell you you shoot at the king you bet not miss <laughs> I've never so I don't I don't really write trade pieces um, especially when it comes to stars mm-hmm. but like everyone's like oh I heard him trade Ben for Harden I'm like why would they do that and I like this argument that I made to trade Hargan, I actually fully believe like it's a possibility. If you look back in time and look at different things, if if Houston was gonna tank, what's better than four first round picks over the next eight years? You know? And who's gonna and then the other part was who's gonna trade that? Who are contenders? You know? Like right. who's gonna take on a, a rental basically two years of Harden for that? And uh so I didn't I didn't write that just to be clickbaity or whatever, but it got so many so much play, and then I got a dollar word. I think I got an idiot. Um, 
It wasn't that bad, actually, yeah. after that. The R word was probably the worst. People are surprisingly emotional around Ben, too. Yeah, I am. Like, it's one like it's one thing about, you know, when somebody suggests Trey Joel, and, you know, everybody comes out with the insults and the whatnot. But I, I'm kind of surprised to see how many people go in a bat for Ben. I think you get a lot of pushback from Ben because he gets crushed so much. Like... Dude, we get it. He can't shoot, but like, there's so many people that are just so stuck on that they don't recognize what else he does as well. Speaking of that, he's already posting pics in the gym again, and I can't, I can't and deal with it this year. I are like, I'm all where, where is this? When is he gonna actually do this in the game? What's, what's enough of that? It's like the song. It's like anymore. last Christmas. It's like last Christmas. I gave you my heart. I'm not exactly. giving my heart to Ben again. <laughs> not not until he takes 15 threes in a season. Exactly. He he teased us going into the season. I think it was like game one or two. He made one, and then it was like, oh, he's yeah, yeah. The, three. the Chinese team came in. He's like, three. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crowd got up. They went nuts. I'm like, oh, is this a thing now? It's like you're talking about Sixers ovations. It's like what? When Markel came out, Ben mm-hmm. makes a three. And that's it. Those are like the biggest ones recently. And it's to the point where you just gotta give up. It's like uh, Mean Girls. Like, mm-hmm. stop trying to make Ben making threes happen. Okay, let's <laughs> not do that. It's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you ever get around to watching The Last Dance? Did you? Oh, ever I waver? watched it in its entirety from the day it started. Every <laughs> night I watched it because I did get into the notion of I can't accurately critique this if I do not watch. It. Mm-hmm. There's. There's another part of me, the integrity, the journalistic integrity, being able to comment on something and you didn't okay. see it. You don't do that. It's not something I'm going to do. So I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't really care for a bowl. I don't, <laughs> I don't like dude like that. But I'll watch it just to, you know, so I can say I watched it and this is what I thought. Ultimately, what did you think? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And it did surprise me in some aspects about how negative he could be as a person, as a human being, as far mm-hmm. as. To and because I always erred on the side of I don't think you have to be negative or mean or any of that to be a great teammate or to be a winner. Mm-hmm. And we live in a society where negativity is almost propped up, and it's almost like the worse you are, the better off things happen to be for you. I mean, <laughs> Kaya used to he had a line, you know, the prettiest people do the ugliest things, mm-hmm. and it's like. <laughs> For some reason, it's adorned. Look at girls. Like, they let a bad boy. Like, the dude that literally acts like he don't like you is the guy you like. Like, so, and I think he gets rewarded for that. Oh, he's just a, he's, he's an angry player. He got all this passion and he just wants to win. I'm like, you don't got to be that way to win. Like, that's why I'm a LeBron guy because he seems like he's having fun. This dude didn't seem like he was having fun at all, even though he was winning. I, I, I mean, I, maybe I when his tongue was out and yeah. he was in the air. But other than that, if you got to punch your teammate in the face, I don't, I don't think they're having fun. I think Jordan was just th- – that dude is a stone-cold killer. What he enjoys is winning and not just winning but burying somebody. Like, it, if he can embarrass took, you on the way out, that's his win. Oh, my drinking game was I, – I took a shot every time they said I took that person. <laughs> like, come on, dude. You're making up things to take personal now. Like you can't get up on your horse and get ready without having to make something up to be mad at the person you're playing. I, I took a drink every time Rodman <laughs> did something hilarious. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, if I was a pro athlete, I'd be a Rodman. Yeah, I had no idea that he had that much of a science behind rebounding. All right, and we're trying this again. We have with us Ashley. Ashley, how you doing today? 
I'm good. How are y'all? Oh, great. Yes. Thank you. Success. What's it, y'all? Yo, <laughs> Bama. I'm, I'm sorry, Ashley. Sometimes I, I just joke around. We city just slickers joke. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, the y'all comes out a lot. I'm used to it right now. Okay, so Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, how you got into sports. Uh, you know, tell the people at home because we haven't gotten to see your writing yet, but we know it's coming. Yes. So, um, of course, my name is Ashley Woods. I am a student at the University of Alabama. Uh, my major is news media. Um, minor is in political science and Spanish with concentrations in sports media. Of course, I currently write for the CW or the Crimson White, which is our school's newspaper uh, for the sports desk. Um, I also write with 1956 Magazine, which is a magazine focused on black culture at UA. Um, and how I kind of got into sports, well, I've always been around sports, per se. Uh, my brother and my dad both played football when they were both growing up. My dad also coached like Little League football and my brother played football all throughout high school. And so I've kind of just been around sports. My, all of my family's big sports fans, big football fans, or kind of a mixed grad bag of football fans, but we all just love watching sports. And a lot of the, of the time we spent together was surrounded by sports. So I became really passionate about sports writing. And um, I was a political science major when I first came to college. Uh, that's where the poli side part comes in. Um, and then I switched into sports and news media because I just was really passionate about sports and writing. I became more passionate about that than political science. So there I am. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I feel like being a little more passionate about sports than politics is something I can understand. Oh, that's and it's probably better thing. for your long-term health. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah. Okay. If you ever have to write about a uh, Foles versus Wentz debate, it might not be worse than your health for your health. Jeez. I mean, yeah, yeah, you got me there. So, uh, what kind of sports culture do you have down there uh, at UA? So I know because everybody up oh, here, God. you know, yeah, uh, up here north of, north of the Mason Dixon line, all we think about is Roll Tide and then, and you know Alabama football. And, you know, like the kingdom of Nick Saban. So, so what is it actually like down there? Um, yeah, so the kingdom of Nick Saban is very real down here. Uh, game days on Saturday, although they do look a little bit different with the uh, pandemic. Uh, they are still very, still very big around here. People are still going out to bars, trying to get into bars to watch the game. People are still going to the games and getting up in their Sunday's best or some of the clothes they probably can't wear to church. Um, <laughs> you know, they're nice get ups and clothes and everything and just having a good old time. Uh, and uh, the city shuts down for the game. I mean, all the businesses are preparing for other people that are coming in to come and view the game. And while it may not be the same amount of crowds there, the culture of football being king and still there and like the allure of, Alabama football is still there and fans are really, really passionate about he down here about their sports, but they're not just passionate about football. They're passionate about like every sport here at UA, whether it's volleyball, whether it's baseball, whether it's gymnastics, basketball, each sport has a group of very dedicated fans uh, that support the players in the team and the players support the fans. It's really like a camaraderie or like a family kind of event. Um, here at UA, it's like a very sports culture. Sports is like uh, everything here, even down to intramural and club sports. Like UA promotes those 
really well and it's just it's all about sports here and it's a really good sports culture it's like a family building kind of thing um so after football what's next is it college basketball is it baseball like what what's if that's the a side what's the b side uh, of like say bama sports oh um i would say basketball um but to give you like a B1 side, I will also say our women's gymnastics program is, has a very good cult following here. Um, as, and I would say that's a testament to uh, former head coach Sarah Patterson and just really her drive to push the women's gymnastics program here and really uh, get fans to come and join and watch the team. Because when she first came here, there was like a very small crowd of like five people and then Later on in her tenure, they're making, bringing in record-breaking crowds to come see them do some flips and some twists in the air. So after football, I would say that basketball and gymnastics are right neck and neck in each other because both of their seasons start around the same time. Basketball starts a little bit earlier, and then gymnastics is right around the same time. So those two really take up the bulk of like the winter months from January, from like December to March, and that's when baseball and softball are supposed to kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that gymnastics is probably hard to get fancy. I didn't even know Temple had a gymnastics program until they like got into a car accident. They had like a minor bus accident. Nobody was hurt. And then all of a sudden, like gymnastics. Oh, Temple's got gymnastics. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) What about you guys? What do you you want to know from uh, from Ashley? Are people in Alabama really as crazy as my two experiences with people from Alabama? I think you have to detail your experiences uh, now. Yeah. Just think of like, like, um, yeah. just think of like a six foot six guy hammered drunk in Alaska climbing on, mo- uh, like motorhomes and stuff in a Walmart parking lot, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're talking games, you definitely have your bag of fans. You have the the one that you're describing, six six hammered drunk, probably wearing a Make America Great Again hat on. Plaster drunk and just screaming roll tie from the top of their lungs. But you also have the students who are there just to have a good time. And it's their first Alabama game. They don't really know what to do, but they're just there to have a good time. They're there to watch the sport. And you also have the family aspect, which I talked about earlier. A lot of um, families that live in Tuscaloosa bring their families out to the game. And it's really about a family bonding event. And like a lot of the families talk about how they've had season tickets for years. And uh, they had been coming to Alabama games since they were young, and they're going to bring their kids, and their kids are going to bring their kids. It's going to be like a whole trend. So it's really, um, <laughs> depending on the game, I I would say our rival games are at the LSU games, the Texas A&M games, uh, Georgia games. You're going to get those crazy fans that are really hardcore passionate about Alabama football. But there's there's different people, and there's different lives and different communities um, that come together. But yeah. It's just depending on who you run into, honestly. I've ran into all three. <laughs> Are you from Alabama? I am not, actually. I'm Can from Delaware. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so. <laughs> She's a transplant that includes the y'all. You know, we, we, <laughs> we didn't actually say that and just wanted to make sure. I mean, obviously, we could tell by the way you talk. I've been enough around the two guys from Alabama. I didn't understand the damn word they said. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yes, just, just, I do. My family is from Alabama, Tuscaloosa specifically. My dad's side is from Alabama, but they moved to Delaware, and I was born and raised in Delaware, and came here for school. 
So, are you a Philly sports fan? Yes, I am. That makes sense. Hey, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My whole thing was before you got on, Ashley, we were kind of discussing one of the things that comes with writing, especially sports writing in today's uh, time is, you know, social media, uh, clickbaity things, you know, getting reactions pretty much, visceral reactions, reactions that may be viral, like reactions you weren't thinking about. And while we gave some experiences, we gave some experiences of things we've written have gotten crazy reactions or name calling. Is there anything you've written? And I know you probably have some stories or things like that, just being a woman in the field and knowing that, you know, sometimes, you know, the guys don't want to give you enough credit or does she really know what she's talking about and all that crap that, you know, we don't really go for Like, do you ever, do you, can you recall something you wrote that got like a visceral reaction or anything that you were like taken aback by the reaction you got when you wrote it? Oh man, there's a couple. <laughs> so when I first started, um, it was in the summer, and like literally the only sport that was kind of going around was football. And the sports editor for the CW really wanted us to like get a variety of content. So I was like, I'll write a baseball article. And so the article was the top ten rivalries in Alabama baseball. And so. I had compiled a list of what I thought were good rivalries um, based on like the history of the rivalry and just like the depth of the games and whether the games are competitive or not. And I thought it was a really good list. I mean, the sports editor was just like, yeah, this is a really good article. They posted it. Oh boy. <laughs> what about <laughs> I, a different I, I take it, it wasn't well received. <laughs> No, um, every, everyone was like, what happened to Mississippi Valley State? Why is LSU ranked number one over Auburn? Like, what is, where's Georgia? Where's Vanderbilt on this list? Who is this person? And she needs, I, she needs to never write a baseball article again. I'm oh, like, wow. <laughs> what a good increase. <laughs> like, I, it was just, I was, I was working at the time. I was working at like a fast food joint here and I had gone to work. I was working and next thing I know, I opened Twitter during a break that I had and oh my God, I had like 50 notifications. One of the guys, after I had retweeted the article, um, copied and pasted the article that he posted on a school's newspaper's page and then pasted it onto my Twitter and then DM the same comment to me. And I was oh, like, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I miss Mississippi Valley State. I am so sorry. <laughs> I forgive me. Um, but just other times where I've seen like visceral reactions, it wasn't an article that I did, but the first home game here was against Texas A&M and I was asked to go out in the field and report on like the outside of like how fans were just hanging out and being properly social distanced. And this is like a month after a uh, big day here or sorority big day where all the sorority girls who had gone through rush or recruitment here had gotten their bids to their houses. And Alabama was pictured packing clubs, drinking and not wearing masks and properly social distancing. So I had gone out into the field and just taken pictures with a, uh, with a photographer that also works with the CW, and I was it was very interesting. I posted pictures of people who were wearing masks and were social distancing, and also pictures of people who didn't have their masks on and weren't social distancing. And of course, the people were like, "Well, we're not going to wear a mask outside." Dude. And I'm like, "Well, Kay Ivy said 
you need to wear a mask on when you're outside. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm reporting the news. I am just reporting what I am seeing. I'm not trying to judge anyone who is going to wear the mask and properly social distance because at the end of the day, you're all grown adults. You're all going to do what you're going to do. I'm just taking a picture and telling you what I saw and telling you how this relates to the game. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of things that I've seen in my short time of writing, even with outside of sports and the editorial board for the Crimson White and just some of those things that they have put up and uh, the reactions that they get primarily from men um, and just how they are just like, they, these people are unqualified. Journalism is a dead uh, major. You should probably go home and figure out how you're going to get uh, live off your mommy and daddy's money. I'm like, okay, this is just an article about, the COVID action <laughs> pandemic in just the cases. I'm just like, okay. That's know? crazy. <laughs> I feel like people don't understand. And like, it, if I could do that, I would. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if I could marry a doctor okay. and just settle into a house husband life, like, that don't would. Do it. Don't do it. Keep your oh, job. Yeah. Is your wife a doctor? No. Oh. She's a nurse, but I was a house husband, and it's awful. Yeah, it's not fun, yeah, and it's I'm, very yeah. unforgiving. And I want to go back to work. It's it's Air fist bump, Rob. <laughs> in the same boat, bro. just to let you know, it, it's not it's not what it's cracked up to be. Nah, keep now, yourself busy, man. Sorry, <laughs> Ashley. We'll get back to you. But if you can marry a rich person <laughs> that also has the money to pay for like an all pair or uh, like a house nanny or something. Then, then that's the that's the goal. French exactly a pair. Look at this guy. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. see you know what I'm talking about. Nanny, bro. I'm gonna, nanny. I'm gonna go back to not talking today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've heard Rob's feel. Okay, so Ashley, getting back to you know, originally you're from Delaware, and that's sort of how you got connected to uh, the Philly sports scene. So, what is it? like being a fan or, or someone who pays attention from far away? Like how difficult is it for you to get uh, the updates? Like how do you, how do you keep up with everything? I, I can keep up with the updates pretty well because there's a lot of the people that I follow on social media, like Instagram, Twitter, or people who write in silly sports. So mm-hmm. the updates I get pretty easily is the watching of football games for me that I struggle with a lot because of course I live in Tuscaloosa I am three hours away from Atlanta so most likely I'm going to be watching an Atlanta Falcons game if not they'll probably show a Carolina Panthers game or a Saints game because those are like the three closest uh, outlets for me and it's just really hard because most of the time I'm trying to find a link or to a stream or um, trying to use my dad's YouTube TV without the YouTube TV re- recognizing that I'm in Birmingham instead of Delaware. <laughs> it's just like a lot of sketchy streams. And I, like, I'm typing in sketchy stream links and I'm like, mm, this is probably going to crash my computer, but hey, I get to see the birds. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have the extra money, go to uh, DirecTV with your um, student email. You can actually pay for a Sunday ticket to stream. It's 100 bucks a season. Because they know, basically, they're giving to the students who can't get DirecTV satellite. Mm-hmm. So if you had the extra money and you really wanted to watch it without streaming bad ones, you can get direct uh, Sunday ticket. Just watch it on your tablet or whatever. 
Yeah. And by the way, yeah. if you want I, I actually listened to that too. And by the way, if yeah. you want to follow Ashley on Twitter, on social media, it's at Ashley Woods. That's double E, no Y. She's Miss Fancy. But <laughs> <laughs> make sure you follow her on Twitter. She'll uh, You can see all the stuff she writes and her opinions on sports, which are really awesome. She's got a great uh, thing she does on her Twitter. But just uh-huh. to give you a little shout out, Ashley. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's Ashley M. Woods on Twitter. Um, all lowercase. It's pretty easy to find me. <laughs> I'm probably doing something related to Alabama football. If you just look up Alabama football, probably one of my tweets is one of the first things you'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your what what's your plan next? Like uh, after Alabama football season is over, what sport are you moving to next? Or does it just you always stay on football because that's kind of what it is down there? Sort of like how it is. Up here, it's never not football season. Exactly. Um, so, I even with me at my pieces being primarily football, I have done, like I said earlier, baseball pieces. I've done a gymnastics piece. I've done tennis. I've done basketball, and I've created connections with the different heads of departments and different press people uh, that work with the, those particular sports. So, after football is done, I'm moving right on with the next sport that they need me to write. In fact, I'm working on a tennis article um, because uh, men's tennis just finished up their uh, fall season uh, on Sunday. And so I'm just doing a recap of the season and an outlook on to what the spring season could look like for Crimson Tide tennis. And so I, whatever sport they need me to write after football is kind of wind, winded down, I'll write about it will probably be women's basketball or men's basketball because we're going to head right into that season. Um, volleyball has also started, so I might pick up a volleyball article uh, once the season is done. And considering how Alabama's game against LSU just got postponed, <laughs> I'm not going to be doing a football article for a little bit right now. <laughs> so I, um, there's a lot of sports that I can go into after football. Uh, because I've written about so many over the to- short time I've been here. Did, did that come CW. down today? The the postponement. What? For, uh, about for... three minutes ago. Oh wow! Good job today. Yeah. Good news. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, look uh, at that, guys! We're ago, breaking we news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they postponed it because LSU has about four players tested pro- uh, positive, and a lot of people are going into quarantine and. This Alabama game is not the only game that postponed this week. Uh, Texas A&M and Tennessee has also been postponed. So that's two pretty big SEC matchups that are now postponed <laughs> within the same week. So it, it's a fun time here in Texas writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the there's a certain fluidity now uh, and an ever changing situation that's got to be. Uh, it's an interesting challenge. To adjust to now, since you work, I guess uh, for a student paper, you have to work a little differently than say we do in terms of uh, deadlines, right? Is that can yes. that be challenging um, with constantly waiting for news? And uh, you know, uh, oh, um, is this going to be a pandemic affected event? Yeah. So, um, 
the way that the CW works, uh, does a sport desk. Uh, so our editor, Alex, who is a gem of a human being, he is always very flexible with, uh, everything that's going on. I actually got hired in May when the, uh, when sports was basically dead and gone. And the only sport that was going on was bowling. So <laughs> he, I know what it was like to work in the, during the dead summer where there's no sports content and we had to come up with the content ourselves. So I have experience with just writing on sports, doing like a quick top 10 list, doing a recap of a game, doing uh, a preview of a future game or the rest of the games. Uh, just having, being able to be flexible is something I've learned and was kind of taught from the beginning of my experience of um, we don't have a hard, a lot of hard deadlines. In fact, some of the deadlines are set by me. Um, I give them an idea. They, they refine the idea and they bounce it back to me. And I'm like, okay, I can have this done by, say, Wednesday. And they're like, okay, get to it. And I have it done by Wednesday night. And it's pretty, it's posted within the next day. But the deadlines are not really that rigid um, because of what can instantly happen with COVID and everything, but also because of the fact that it may just be something that we're coming up for content and not just a breaking news report. Like I'm getting ready to write right now. Yeah. What do you want to cover for us? Um, Are you still going to do Alabama? Like we do more than just Philly sports, but like when when you want to write for us, what would you want to do? So when I was brought on, um, my the reason I was brought on was because of baseball and the experience that I had with baseball. So I'm looking to write some baseball articles as well to get access more to that. But I'm also willing to write about football, baseball, uh, football, basketball, hockey, and it, it could be all levels, collegiate, high school, professional. I, I have experience and connections with most of those. So I, I'm willing to write anything and get more experience into anything. Cause I just love covering sports. I just like watching and writing about sports. So I'm willing to cover everything, but mainly the, the mainly football, basketball and baseball are probably what you're going to see for me. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's a great enthusiasm. And you know, as the Eagles lead, I wouldn't mind if you threw, you know, my section of bone every now and then. <laughs> I'm always willing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we have a Sixers lead? Yeah, that's you. Uh, yeah, that's you. you. <laughs> oh. well, you, can, you can write it anytime you want. You can write about the Sixers too. Basketball, whatever. Don't nobody cares. Do whatever you want. Nobody cares. Now, I, I got a question. I want to open this up to uh, our fathers in the room as well. Because actually, you mentioned that you helped uh, having your dad and your brother be involved in sports helped you get into it. Uh, how important do you think that is that you had you know that influence uh, to get into sports? And now you're sort of making your way through it. And guys, I mean, how important is it to you that maybe your daughters get involved in sports in some way? Uh. For me, it, yeah. it, was, it was really important just mm-hmm. um, that they take a liking to it because it's something I'm into and it's a way to share, spend even more time with them. And they took to it wholeheartedly. Like my daughter, my oldest, she's nine. She will t- rip you up and down about the Eagles and how every other team stinks. And no matter what I'm doing or what I'm watching, she'll ask me if one of the teams is from Philadelphia because that's all she cares about. 
And if I tell her the result, she be like, "Well, did Philly win?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, they won. All right." And then like she'll go right on about her business, but making sure that she, you know, she knows the scores or whatever, or whether or not we won or not. And I mean, it's crazy. Like I remember one year I had her all dressed up in the Eagles stuff. That was the year we made our Super Bowl run. She had all her stuff on. It was Eagles Pride Day, and she learned the the fight song and everything. And I had her sing it for me on Facebook, and then. <laughs> Put it all on social media, and she enjoyed that. But, like, it, it makes – I love being a dad already and being around my kids, but it makes being able to enjoy that, which is such a big part of my personality and my character and who I am, being able to enjoy that with them, it, it just makes a good thing even better. And they love it all. They love football. They love basketball. They can talk to you about baseball. <laughs> they think soccer is corny, which is something I've been covering yeah. this season, which I don't get it. I was like, maybe I'll bring them some soccer stuff home and maybe they'll, they'll feel a little better about it. They're like, oh, why are you going to cover soccer? Soccer's for losers. Or, no, Mackenzie's favorite line is soccer's for babies. If she doesn't like something, it's for babies. Oh, <laughs> makes sense. I told her to go to bed. Bed's for babies. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. Vegetables are for babies. So both my kids are named after Sixers. Apparently, um, so I, obviously, like they're going to be around the game. Like it's always something going on in my house, um, and I'll introduce them to sports. My son has been to a Sixers game. He's been to an Eagles game, although preseason. Um, but they're still kind of young mm-hmm. to figure out if they really like it or not. Um, and if they don't, I don't. I'm not the type of person that's going to force sports on them. Whereas, like, I'll introduce them, like, hey, you want to play soccer? You go play soccer. You play different sports or whatever. But if she wants to do something else, then I'll just have to figure it out and go from there. I mean, you can't get, you can't, I don't know. Yeah, you don't force them. Mm-hmm. If they're willing participants in your, your madness and your sickness, which is being a Philadelphia sports fan. Yeah. Go right ahead. <laughs> and you see, that would be the problem for me if at some point I ever have kids. Because if I'm going to be a hockey dad, like that's a little bit of an investment. Like you need to go through skating lessons. Yeah. Then you need to get them signed up for a team. Then you need to buy all the rest of the equipment. And at no. that point, I'm like, listen, you got to give me at least two to three years with this <laughs> oh, yeah. money I put out. Exactly. Ho- There's no more different. expensive team sport to play as a child than hockey. Yeah, hockey. If my, my kid comes to me and says he wants to play hockey, I'm telling him to get a job. Exactly. I give my kids a basketball. All you need is a ball and a hoop. Yeah. <laughs> and some shoes. <laughs> and some shoes. Ashley, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want people to know about you? Uh, floor is yours. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I just want people to know that like, I want them to see the passion that I have for sports within my writing. I, I take a lot of pride into my writing and into my craft and just trying to share the love I have for sports within my writing. And so I hope whenever someone clicks on my article, whether it's a CW article, whether it's for last hour, or whether it's not even a sports article, it's something for 1956. Um, I hope that people see that the passion that I have for writing and just really we get to connect and create relationships through pieces and through different sports and different things in our culture that are going on. And I just want people to know that I'm always down for a good sport on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when that, the, the response may be a little, it may vary because of what I have going on with school and work, but I will definitely get into a sports debate with y'all on Twitter and, and we all in good one. 
That's uh, that's one thing I was asking the guys uh, beforehand. Uh, I'll pose the question to you now. What national sports media figure would you love to get into a screaming match with? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a lot <laughs> that comes to mind. Maybe Dan Borovsky, simply because he's just so hardcore about Wentz, and I'll just see just to see she, him get wild. She, she's up going at the about, patron. She's going know. at our patron saint. Exactly. I love Danny Boy. Oh. <laughs> I I do love Wentz. I do love Wentz, but he's just so gung ho about it. And I just want to see in like the anti Wentz narrative that I have, even though I'm not anti Wentz. Trust me, I'm not anti Wentz. Oh, she's an anti Wentz. <laughs> you want to talk? If you want to talk anti Wentz, did you see uh what the Tyrone tweet oh, from yeah. today? He quote tweeted uh something that uh, it was like an interview with Brett Favre. Yeah. But, you know, Brett, whose Wranglers are clearly on too tight, is mm-hmm. like, you know, I think they should have kept Nick Foles. Uh, and Tyrone's like, Brett might be saying this, but this comes from Doug Peterson. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, Doug called up Brett. is like, hey, start hey don't talk- you hate my quarterback? Yeah, start talking this on TV. Right, Get the message out there. Why? why would he do that? I don't... It's a whole anti winter. This is just hilarious to me. We're probably trying to get in the screen match with Max Kellerman because half the time he's not he doesn't know what he's talking about or he, he's just a homer for the Giants, which I, I can understand. Yeah. He, he's just very passionate on New York sports, but sometimes he's just his logic is not there. And just seeing him it's just he doesn't yell a lot, but when you can get him to yell, it's hilarious because he starts yelling like complete and utter nonsense, and it's really funny to see that like threshold become reached, and it's really funny to watch on TV. Yeah, it, Kellerman outside of boxing is pretty much just treading water. Exactly, and he has to go for volume yeah. and ridiculousness. Just throwing stuff out there and to see what sticks. I told I told the guy's mind was Will Kane, just from a, a, a clashing of personalities. I'm the I'm the inner city black kid from the hood. You're black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I threw you off. I'm like married and married to the you know the. Mother of my children. I know it's odd, but yeah. yeah I'm black guy. I was just joking. <laughs> like, because we're on radio, podcast, never mind. Baby. I got it. I got it. But anyway, it just, um, everybody knows me. They they call me the bleeding heart liberal because I like, I care about everybody. I always think about everybody else's feelings. Clearly, Will is like dead set conservative. And then he goes in, he knows what. He knows what take he's giving and then gets upset when they jump on him. And then he's like, oh, now they want to pound on me. And I'm such a horrible person just because I disagree with you two talking to Max and Steve. And they're like, no, you're horrible because your take is horrible. And it's coming from a place of clear privilege and, you know, lack of empathy for whatever you're talking about. Does it have to be a national guy? I'm sorry. No, I was just no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm whoever. done with my Will Kane. You can probably figure out who I want to fight. Oh, we're not talking <laughs> national guys, and I have a few local guys that I should. Is, <laughs> that one, would, is one like really tall, really book. skinny, kind of funny looking, and a Knicks fan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I have an inside joke with myself. I strongly don't like one person who runs a Sixers podcast in the area that's pretty big. And um, 
I don't know. I just every once in a while I like talk shit on them. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Mine is like a national and local guy because it's Stephen A. Just because I, I feel like getting Stephen A. riled up and being like you know a couple feet from that would just what? be an would be an incredible experience. Like get him like all pissed off. He's like. You, you look like a triceratops trying to understand the trigonometry of the triangle <laughs> offense. It's like, because he uses the most preposterous words, oh, yeah. but in just a way where it all fits together. And it's just, oh. I don't think I can take him serious. And it's weird because I, yeah. I told you guys on episode one that I met him in person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, sit, I was covering a game, and he was like the special guest, so he was there, and it was all cool. And... He's such a cool down earth person that will have a conversation with you that will be real chill. And then you see this big, verbose, like extra out of, you know, larger than life personality when you see him on the TV screen. But like he can be just as relatable if he's standing right next to you and you're having a conversation. But it would be something to see him like go bananas off of something you said where he disagreed with you. If there was a Philly media person who I had to have on my side in an argument, I need Ike behind me. <laughs> when Ike, oh, get, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when he was getting all worked up uh, last week uh, during the LTBB rally, I think on Friday, because Giulio came in early and you know started spouting off, you know, some of his anti Wentz banner. I, Ike sounds like he's going. Through the roof. Ike sounds like he's coming out of the stadium and he's like trying to grab Gilio by the throat. <laughs> and I met Ike once at a at the station. I ran into him. He dude is still in shape. I would not mess with Ike at all. If I had anybody to have my back locally, it would probably be Gargano. It's got to be the cuz just because yeah. he's so animated. And I love, like, oh, God, my guy. Like, I just love the way Ant will go off. And if he's defending you, he's defending you. Get the whole and Primo diff- Hoagie crew. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a back step. Don't step. In back. <laughs> it's a Primo. <laughs> you got to love the cuz, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If I had someone defend me, I feel like I wouldn't want like Devon defending me. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. he, he's not very animated, but most people like respect him. He's yeah. rational. Yeah, he's like a normal person. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna get that, like, I feel like Billy King would be a good choice too. Like, what I've heard from Billy on on WIP is like, I've completely turned around on him from when he was Sixers GM till now. I'm like. I like this guy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know if I particularly will have anyone defend me because at the end of the day, I have the numbers and the facts to defend me. <laughs> if you're just country nonsense, I'm just probably going to stop talking and just give you a look. Apparently, I have a tell when I'm in an argument with someone, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, my parents and my friends point this out to me all the time. I just stop talking and I just lean back in the chair that I'm sitting in and I just look at them and I go, let them continue to see the nonsense. And I hit them with the, are you done? Because then I have to spill every single thing that I've been mentally preparing in my head for this argument. <laughs> just spewing nonsense. I was like, I'm going to let you say your piece. I'm going to let you spill out whatever you want to say. And then I'm going to come in with the hardcore facts and the hardcore numbers and the reasoning why everything you just said was just a waste of breath. <laughs> but if I had to have someone, probably, oh, Lord. 
probably Ike or probably Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn is just, he's a very animated person. Like his opinions can really rile up people. Um, and I just like seeing, being on the outside and just seeing them go back and forth. Meanwhile, I'm just flipping in my little two cents here and there just to put more fuel to the fire. <laughs> D-Gun is a great choice. I don't think there's anybody who has a bad opinion of D-Gun. No, not at all. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, no, I like I I I love him. I love his writing and his his work. He's just he's just all, all around great, great guy. Oh yeah, definitely. We're we're all big fans of D Gun. We definitely miss him on TV. But I love what he's doing now with with his what gun on one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It always has a uh, someone cool on it. Yeah, I think what he had a uh, he had Brandon Graham on yeah. recently. Yeah. BG's good. I like him because he does the radio too on WIPs. I, I think BG's going to be one of those morning show guys when he eventually yeah, does retire. Yeah, he's cool. I met him in person. He's he's cool too. Real personable person. Like, he doesn't mind talking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what uh, BG and then uh, who who else uh, has there been? I don't know. I know, some- I know. Like Chris Long, though, mm-hmm. he he does his pod is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Long's he got all that training from Howie. Yeah. He's seen Howie on TV for <laughs> God knows how long. Exactly. My dad always sees Howie on him. He's like, man, he's just got the squarest head. <laughs> and sometimes they have him standing. You forget how big that dude is. Like the other day, they were. It was like the Thursday night game. He was. He stood like half a head over Tony Gonzalez, and Tony is always like a big dude to me. And I'm like, oh, Tony's wearing Skechers too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think we pretty much got everything we wanted to touch on today, Uh, guys. Shout out the the last thing you wrote for people to look up. Uh. I believe the last thing I wrote was, ah, yeah, speaking of our boy Carson, why Doug was right to not bench Carson during the Cowboys game and to let him play through it and how it worked out and how you got to ease back on all the bench him, start Jalen Hurts for two weeks garbage because that sends no message if you're just going to go right back to Wentz anyway. So, yeah, that's the last thing I wrote, why Doug was right to not bench Carson Wentz. Um, we saw that worked out with Donovan and Kevin Cobb. So. Exactly. I don't know the last thing I wrote. I think it was a draft profile for Grant Riller. Um, Did that? Didn't you drop something today? No, that was Jason. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and Dave had the the jersey. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so you can look for my draft profiles if you want. You can look for, you know, if you want to get triggered, go look how I think the Sixers can get <laughs> James Harden without trading Ben Simmons. Um, Keeping in mind, though, um, I'll tell you this. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, um, I'll be coming out with something. To, the NBA and a lot of national podcasts and stuff, they're asking a lot of questions about how the NBA is going to handle COVID being inside and traveling. So it's something unprecedented or something that's never been done. All the traveling sports have been outside. Um, so there's a lot of questions and people don't really know how it'll look. Um, I actually reached out to a kid I went to high school with. He plays for um, Milan in Italy. So he should 
He has the question is he should be getting them back to me soon. Um, just about how the Euroleague's been hand- Euroleague's been playing since September. So just about how they've been handling COVID cases, positive cases, you know, anything like that. So my guess would be the NBA is going to model it somewhat after that because that's like they're that's a, like a blueprint. So that I thought that was interesting. So that should be coming soon. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. Yeah, the bird nests every Wednesday, yeah. so that'll be out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Previewing the Giants matchup. Yeah, and I just put out uh, something about how the UFC's Paul Felder, Philadelphia native, proud Philly representative, he's stepping up on five days' notice, jumping from the broadcast booth to the cage to take on Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, Dos Anjos. <laughs> Damn Portuguese always gets me. Uh <laughs> On five days' notice, uh, you know, big main event in the lightweight division of the UFC. Uh, did a couple Phillies things last week. Uh, my boy Cesar finally broke through and got a gold glove. It's just on Cleveland. So that, that, that's, that's unfortunate. I will uh, say this. For Sixers fans or anybody that wants to look into it, the, the thing that dropped today from Jason um, is about how the cap is – Different and how things are going to be different this all season, and what he what how it affects the Sixers. Jason is like phenomenal with the cap. Um, he understands the CBA really well. I think he's good with numbers. So like it's actually really good insight. And it, if you get a chance of reading it, go to the site, check it out because it'll it'll kind of show you like what they're working with and how the, what they can actually do instead of just thinking, you know. Because I don't know, like the CBA is insane. So. And in the wake of this uniform controversy, our boy Johnny Yu just dropped his first post all about the uh, the, the top 10 jerseys in 76ers history. Yeah, i got to have a talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> feel, feel free to disagree with Johnny when you read the article. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Ashley, we are definitely excited for you to get started and anxiously awaiting your first, pro, uh, first post. Done two of these in a row. Yeah, I'm, out, yeah, I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> I'm so excited to get a piece going up for y'all. So y'all, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for stopping by and being our guest today. Uh, shout out your no tags uh, one more. Mine. Yeah, shout out your tags one more time so everybody can find you. Yes, if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, my Instagram handles are Ashley M. Woods, A-S-H-L-E-E-M-W-O-O-D-S on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, If you want to see all my pieces and everything, you can follow the CW, uh, the Crimson White, Crimson White Sports at the Crimson White and CW Sports. Uh, And also go to cw.ua.edu for all the sports and everything everything I've written so far for them will be all put there and uh, if you want to follow 1956 magazine as well 1956 magazine.ua.edu and everything should be there for the website awesome so thank you uh, guys you want to shout out yeah. your socials oh sure my social <laughs> social media handles <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want it, you can have it. <laughs> it ain't, ain't going to amount to much. Uh, as always, you can find me at YoungSpud1385 on Twitter. You can go to Robo the Writer on Instagram. If you want to read any of my stuff, you go to my Instagram, hit the link tree. It has everything from Last Media, Last Out Media to the podcast, my articles, anything you want to know about me. Your book. 
my book. Go get the book. It's my life story, just being a Philadelphia kid and the things I've been through. Hope over hurt. Go get that. It's available on Amazon, paperback, and digital. You can find me on Twitter, ManOffRM. I guess if you want to do Instagram, it's ManOff52. Um, you can also find them at your local dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> Belmar. <laughs> it's really crowded, though, so I don't go much. Um, but, uh, Find him strutting down the street <laughs> now with it. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. But uh, your, your best bet if you want to find me is on Twitter, man off, at man off rm. Yep, and you can follow me at mmaratea22 on both Twitter and Instagram. That's m m a r a t e a two two on both of those. And make sure you follow Last Out Media on Twitter, on Instagram, and the podcast has its official accounts now. Yeah. It's uh, what, Write the Radio? Write the Radio Pod. Yep, Write the Radio Pod. So uh, be sure to follow that. Keep up with everything. See what we're doing. And we'll be back again soon. Cool. Suicide bars, I kill myself. Charge it to the game, I build myself.